You are listening to the Boss Experience Podcast, a podcast with conversations about business growth, self-development, and maintaining a mindset to achieve business success. My name is Michelle Davis, and I am a business strategist and coach, and I'm your host. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. My name is Michelle Davis, and I'm your host. New episodes of the Boss Experience Podcast will return in June 2023. So today I'm sharing a bonus episode with you. In this bonus episode, I'm sharing a presentation I did with a group of entrepreneurs around what I consider to be one of the most underutilized marketing tools that you can use to grow your business, and that's podcasting. And so this is a rather long presentation. So I'm going to be sharing it in three parts over the next few weeks. In today's episode, I'm sharing how to start your own podcast. And in next week's episode, I'll share the Q&A from the entrepreneurs that attended the presentation. So with that being said, enjoy the episode. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode and you know you're ready to take that next step to finally become a professional service provider on your own terms, I want you to consider working with me. When you work with me, I help you start your business the right way from the beginning so you can generate the revenue you desire doing what you love. So head over to ceoblueprintacademy.com. That's ceoblueprintacademy.com to check out the ways you can work with me to get set up for business success right from the start. That's ceoblueprintacademy.com. Okay, back to the show. So I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about knowing what you're going to get into if you're considering podcasting and where people get stuck. And then I'll I'll infuse some of my little tips in there or things that I screwed up (laughs) along the way. Uh, Because despite the coaching, I mean, everything is trial and error. Some of you are coaches and consultants. You can give your client the plan, but it's, you know, they have to execute and they have to iron out the kinks. And so that's how you have to look at your podcasting journey as, you know, you got to, you got to get started. You got to take action and you got to iron out the kinks. So let's talk about what you're getting into. So one of the things I learned, you know, in the whole process is a lot of people get started, like I mentioned, but they don't make it through. There's people that have abandoned their podcasts. They maybe did one season and then you never saw them again. I did an interview for a young lady in this, probably one of the same Facebook groups that Tanya and I met. She never got launched. You know, it's just like starting a business. Starting a business is the easy part. Anybody can get started. It is building a sustainable business. That's the key. So The thing with podcasting is you have to know your purpose. So what's the reason you're starting this podcast? Is it, you know, for brand exposure? Is it, you know, because you want another income stream? Is it because, you you know, you want people to have a, a deeper knowledge of who you are as a business owner? And sometimes people get started for the wrong reasons. They want to go, instead of connecting it to their business, they're starting something totally different. and opposite of what they're doing in business. So what is your reason for starting? Then you also want to consider that you need to have an identity for your your podcast. So as professional service providers, you have to remember that 
you know, you're providing an identity for your business, right? You have a logo, you have a name for your business, and you have all of these things for your business. You have to do the same thing also for your podcast. You have to make sure that you have a voice, you have a mission for your podcast, that when people land on your podcast, you have it laid out in terms of what your mission is and what they will get from tuning in. And then you want to think about how you're going to start. So of course, there is a whole long checklist of you know, how to get started. But, you know, you really want to take into account what kind of equipment will I need, you know, for my podcast? You know, what are the, what are the essentials and what do I build out to later? Because you'll hear some gurus tell you, you know, oh, you need a road, uh, what is it, the uh, the mixer and the all these things. And you really, you don't need all that. <laughs> you don't. But, and I think those things are just barriers to getting started. If you think you got to spend two grand just on equipment, you know, and I'll get to like my recommendations for equipment later, but you know, you don't need all of that. So th- just think about what do you need to get started? Um, you definitely need equipment. You need topics. You need, you need to have a sense of who your target audience is, just like you, you know, for your business, you have a target audience. Who is your target audience for your podcast, you know, you need an avatar. So you need to like clearly to have a clear, clearly defined individual in terms of who you're speaking to with your podcast. And you want to research the market, whatever your topic is for your podcast or whatever it is you've decided to cover in your podcast, who else is in the space? What are they doing? And actually listen to podcasts. You have some people that start a podcast that have never listened to an actual podcast. And you want to listen to different people and make sure the boss experience is on your list. But um, you want to listen to different people when it comes to the different formats. You know, how are they starting? How are they ending? What uniqueness is it in within that podcast? You have some people that incorporate things like affirmations, you know, to close out their podcast or, you know, they'll have a quote. So you have to think about, you know, how you want your podcast to be structured. and. You got to have a good show. (laughs) You got to have a good show. So starting out, you know, one of the things I will say, I had a clear plan. I had my checklist going and everything. But the one thing that was interesting when I started out is I had a lofty goal of starting with 22 episodes for my first season. Never, never will I do that again. (laughs) It's not about the numbers. It's about, you know, focusing on your content thinking about what, you know, what, how you're going to start out. Are you going to, are you going to have seasons? Are you going to have themes per season? You know, so those are some of the things that I did. I make sure for each season, I have a theme, I have a goal. When I, with each episode, there's a specific goal that I want the listener to, to reach. And so I think through all of that. And when you think about where people get stuck is a couple of things. What I've seen and what I've almost did, and I quickly brought myself back, is I felt like that the podcast, it was part of my business, but it had to be separate somehow. And I don't recommend that. I recommend that it's integrated into your website, integrated into everything when you're communicating with people in your, you know, you know, and that maybe as a PS or, or postscript in your email when you send it out to your list about, even if it's unrelated to your podcast, hey, have you checked out my podcast? Maybe as a welcome email for people that subscribe to your to your email list, and you know, letting them know, hey, I got this great podcast, check it out and where they could find it. And so making, you know, just make sure you integrate it into your business because a lot of people have podcasts in there. It's like a secret. 
So you want to make sure people know you have a podcast and this is how you find me. You know, you can go here on YouTube. You can go on, what is it? Uh, iHeart Music, or you can go on Amazon, you know, tell people how to, how to find your podcast and monetization. And, you know, with monetization, you can do it a few ways. You know, you have, you can have like a, people subscribe through Patreon and can uh, use YouTube, you know, as you, as you know, YouTube is a monetization tool. You can get clients through YouTube. Uh, one of the things that I started doing and my YouTube channel just took off was, you know, with my clips, you know, I love repurposing content. I'm going to repurpose. I'm already telling Tanya, I'm going to repurpose this, <laughs> you know, and what I do is, is I have it broken down into clips of 60 seconds or less. And so when you're thinking about social media, when you're thinking about YouTube, and when I did this with YouTube, my, you know, my numbers went through the roof, 60 seconds or, or less shorts. And you make sure that you have your YouTube channel positioned, you know, for people to come on to buy from you. And, you know, you can use it to increase your numbers on YouTube. My recommendation with that is to learn SEO, you know, just for your podcast, as well as YouTube. But YouTube is another monetization tool. You can get sponsors for your podcast. You can also use your own ads. For my podcast, I do three things. I do affiliate marketing. And so what that is, is I'll partner with a, someone else and I will create an ad in my voice or in their voice and I'll feature it on my podcast. And when I say create your own ads, you, you all have services and you all have products that you sell. So in your own voice, create a 30 second ad about your product. And that's what you feature on your podcast. You don't have to sell anyone else's product. You don't have to get sponsors if you don't want to. These are just the things that I, I do. And then you can try different things and see what works for you. If you don't have a product yet and you, you're just starting off with the podcast, then I would uh, do affiliate marketing. And you can do affiliate marketing through products you may find on like Digistores. Was it Digistore 24 is, is one option. And then you can network with people and, you know, come up with some agreement or arrangement to feature them on your podcast. You know, Quip Pro Quo, where they give you something, you give them something. You know, you give them a slot in your podcast and you see how they can promote you. The other thing is too, you know, if you have events, so that's another way, promote your live event, get people out and, you know, make sure you're constantly doing that on your podcast. And the one thing you want to be, and the, probably a, the big mistake I see, particularly with people that just start off in podcasting is consistency. So if you're going to do a daily podcast, do a daily podcast. I don't suggest that but starting out. But if that's some, if you do whatever it is you say you're going to do, if, you know, I do once a week and work in seasons. In between seasons, one thing I also do is I have bonus episodes. So I splice that up too, and I repurpose it on the podcast because, you know, on your distribution platforms, you can upload ahead of time. The one thing that I found is during my first season, I had the, the season one and then I took a break and I took like an eight week break. And I recommend you take breaks, but you can still, you can take those breaks and still have content running. What I saw when I took that break is I had to re-engage people when it was time for me to start up again with season two, because they had eight weeks where they didn't hear me. And so the reason I said, you know, who's recording on social media, YouTube, LinkedIn, where, you know, other content, you know, that, that can be used 
you know, where you can use the audio, upload that in between. It doesn't have to be a, a 30 minute episode. It doesn't even have to be, a, you know, even if you got like five or 10 minutes, keep people engaged, even when you're taking a break. So that was a mistake I made in season one. I haven't made that mistake since <laughs> because re-engaging people and getting them back to you, it, it's time consuming it's, and it takes a lot of energy and it's just better to keep them engaged. Marketing and sales. So one of the things that I found when I was in season one, I, yeah, I told you I did 22 episodes, way too many <laughs> for a new podcaster. So season one, I also used a lot of guests. One of the things you want to think when you're planning out your podcast is, do I want to have guests? It can be just you. You possess the expertise to carry your own podcast. I I think guests highlight, you know, your knowledge. You can have guests that can come in and highlight the things that you don't cover, highlight the things you don't know. But the thing with guests, you won't have any problem finding guests. The question is finding good guests that will share the episode. People know that you're going to share the episode (laughs) and they'll come on your show and they'll get their little 30 minutes, 60, however many, however many minutes the the episode ends up being, they'll get their promotion time and you'll never hear from them again. And that's not only is that not a good partnership for you, but you know, it's a little disheartening when people don't share the episode. So one of the things that I started doing is if I'm going to have a guest, we need to talk about how are you going to share, but also what what platforms are you on? Can we do a live together? We need to do a podcast swap or we need to do something where I'm guaranteed equal exposure. So that's something I, I did after there was a few guests from season one that did not share the episode you know, that that was a lesson learned from season one. So now you have to come with, you know, a way I'm going to benefit from you being on the show as well. And the, and the thing is, is to get good guests, you know, make sure you look at who's on coming on your show. You know, you don't want to have a live show and you've got a loose cannon who says something that's going to, you know, tarnish your brand. So make sure you know who you're having on your show. But let me talk about stats. So growing a show, you want to know what your numbers are. You want to define what it means for you to do good in your show and and with your efforts. And a lot of that depends on what's your mission. Some people do podcasting as a hobby. You know, they enjoy it. And that's totally fine. If that's something you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, but if you're going to use it for as a tool for your business, as a marketing tool, you want to have some clearly defined numbers. Some of the numbers you want to look at are like your downloads. You know, but downloads can be misleading because you can have a hundred downloads. But what does that mean? When people click download and they subscribe to your show, they're automatically downloaded. It doesn't mean they listen to every episode. So, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt. But I do look at downloads, you know, are my numbers up? Are they down? But you also have to consider if you didn't sell anything, if nothing else happened. Downloads are, are good, but it, you know they're, they're not the sole factor you want to look at. I look at engagement, especially with YouTube. Did someone leave a comment? Did someone reach out to me through my email? You know, because every time I talk to someone, I say, "Well, you know, oh, how did you find me? Did I get a download of you know some one of my freebies from someone that saw me on YouTube?" So those are all measures 
Did I increase in subscribers? Did I get a, a new review? And where are people coming from? You know, I like to see, you know, where people are coming from, because you have people that are just tune on to see what you're talking about. And you have people that are really tuned in because they want to know more about you and your business. So, you know, you want to see, do I, do I have looky-loos or do I have people who are genuinely interested in my business? You know, am I growing? You know, am I reaching new regions? And what are the demographics of the people? Am I reaching the people that, that I want to reach? with my content. And I use Chartable, by the way, for that, break it down for you. So you can see where you're, you know, your new subscribers, because when you're on different channels, you can't go to each channel and see what your stats are. That would be very time consuming. So Chartable pulls it all together. That's what I use. Oh, let me talk about equipment. So when you're thinking about your equipment, I started out with a microphone, a good microphone. And, And even with your computer, you know, depending on what kind of computer you have, your microphone may not be that great. So you want to have a good microphone, a pop filter, you know, headphones. I like headphones because I I don't know. I don't know about your house, but my house isn't always quiet. I have a dog. I have a 17 year old who loves to play music from Alexa. So (laughs) my house isn't typically quiet. I have a noise I forget what it's called, but a noise reducing microphone to help kind of eliminate all the stuff and the occasional, uh, let let us not mention the occasional fire truck that goes by or the police (laughs) driving by with the sirens on, all the things that happen in New York City, right? And good lighting. People need to see you. They need to see you and they need to hear you. And so you want to increase the likelihood of that happening. And then if you really want to you can get a mixer. It, it creates better sound. But if you know that's something you can build up to later, some people have cameras where, where they can catch different angles of themselves. Some people have like a studio and you know in their home or or they physically go to a podcasting studio and and the cameras help capture the different angles. If you're going going to use a mic stand where you sit on a couch and you know deliver your podcast that way, then you're going to need you know, a stand for the mic and you'll need a stand for the cameras as well. So the thing I want to encourage people here to do is don't overthink it. If you're going to do it, make sure you do it (laughs) because once you do it, you want to be consistent. You don't want to start and stop. You don't want to put garbage out there because everything you put out is a reflection of you and your brand. So you want to make sure that you're putting out good content, You want to make sure you're creating a good show, a good show, whatever that is for you. And part of you deciding what's a good show is really thinking about, you know, when you're starting out, what are 10 to 15 topics that the people that I want to communicate to, what are 10 to 15 topics that I can share in 15 minutes or less or 30 minutes or less? I'm actually uh, liking the shorter, I'm noticing with my own podcast, the shorter the episode, the more, the more listens, the more downloads I'm getting. Um, but you, you know, whatever you choose to do, just do it and do it, be consistent, you know, and, and think about it, plan it out. You know, how many episodes will I have in this season? What resources do I have to, you know, have those audio clips that I can release, you know, even when I'm on hiatus and resting, you know, so don't overcomplicate it. The key is in the planning. And making sure you do your your research so you know what's out there. 
Did you know that more than half of Americans have listened to a podcast episode at least once? So, if you have a product or service that needs to reach an online audience, advertising on a podcast like The Boss Experience is a great way to get in front of your ideal customer. When you secure an advertising slot on an episode, The Boss Experience podcast listeners get to hear about your business every time someone tunes into that episode. So, what are you waiting for? Visit bit.ly forward slash podcast episode sponsor to get started. Did you know you can get funding for your business even if you're just starting out? We work hard every day to help businesses just like yours get the funding they need for marketing, expanding, or just to get through a rough time. So whether you are part of the gig economy, a freelancer, or you have a brick-and-mortar business, we can help you even if you were previously denied funding from the bank. You just need to be in business three months or more and earn at least $3,000 a month in revenue. No collateral is required, and we offer instant approvals in most cases. Remember, no matter how small your business is, we can help. Just visit fundsforsmallbusiness.com to get started today. Now, back to the episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and I hope you came away from that episode with a lot to reflect on. And just as a reminder, you can always visit ceoblueprintacademy.com to see how you can work with me. So with that being said, that concludes this episode. Thank you once again for tuning in. And I can't wait for you to tune in to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. Take care and be well. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Experience Podcast. Don't forget to leave a review for this episode and tune in next time.